Welcome into today's show. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you have already seen that this is different. And by that, I mean there's Olivia here, and we are at Olivia's house. Hello, <laughs> you, Olivia. This is kind of becoming a thing. I think you like coming to my house. No, I'm. this is me doing an actual nice thing for you. <laughs> you are being nice. You just had your major surgery. Anybody yes. that follows on social media gets an update about it every three minutes, so oh, we're not going to talk love. about it here. But <laughs> you're you're in a lot of pain. Thank you. I'm just impressed that you're doing this. I yeah. thought we were going to have to like skip over you for, for some recovery time. And you're, you're being very gracious in letting me drive here. <laughs> but I, I did. I was like, look, I know like... Coming to the house yeah. is going to be hard. So let me just come over there. And then you planned an entire day around it instead of just hanging out with me. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but we're, we're going to have we're going to have a blast today. Uh, we've got some some great segments planned. Uh, Catherine Whitaker is here. Love her. And we're going to have her on the show today. Uh, so uh, we know you're going to like it. So go ahead and hit subscribe now. <laughs> uh, whether you're listening on podcast, hit subscribe there. If you are watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button and the little bell. Ding! Yeah, and promote it, tell your friends, review it. I don't know. Do all the things, like it, Send this leave a to comment. your enemies, and then your enemies <laughs> will love it we'll so much. We'll win them over. Yeah, that they will become good people and no longer be your enemies. We hope you enjoy today's show. What's up? And welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Olivia Newton-John, and we are here in her studio. Hello again, Olivia. <laughs> Hello, Taylor. It is weird greeting you because usually we don't do the commercials together. Yeah, that's true. But well, you fired me. We used to do commercials together. Well, it's more of a thing where it's like, I don't want you around. But no, <laughs> no, no, it really becomes a thing where it's like, usually we pre-record we pre yeah. and then it's like, who's paying me this week to say good things about them for the commercials? Uh, but today, like this show will be out two hours from now. Yeah, we are crushing today. We are. We're, we're filming the show, we're taping the show, and it's going to come out today. That's impressive. It's pretty incredible how amazing we are. We, uh, we just want you to know that. We are amazing. Yeah, you're doing so much work for I'm this today. Sitting, hey, I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I have on clothing is amazing right now, so, and I'm brushing well, my hair. Thank you. For, <laughs> not for the listener's sake, but for mine. Golly. Um, how I want to start today's show yeah, I'm ready. is uh, not talk about anything recent because I don't want you to talk about <laughs> your surgery. We're going to just avoid it. Like, that's how I cope with things. If something is bad in life, just ignore it and hope it goes away. I won't call you on my deathbed. I have so, so many of those problems have names because they're human beings. Some of them have drifted away and some of them are sitting next to me right now. <laughs> And I've been duped because I drove to this problem, <laughs> but uh, but no, for real. Like I, I like it's partly because we joke all the time. It's like you 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 have your own platforms where you talk about your stuff. Yeah, like you have 80, 87 radio shows and podcasts and, and YouTube's. You also have your social media that you literally live on. Um, <laughs> But so like like I don't want to talk about your stuff. But the, I'm but, here for you. But I'm at, working for you today. At the same time, yeah. I actually think that it's, this is going to be healing for you. Oh, okay. Because I want to talk about positive things, not forced positive things, because your life sucks right now. <laughs> but like, like actual positive yeah. things mm -hmm. from your life that you can look back on. So we are going to do our Chicken Soup for the Shroll segment where we look at positive stories. But for the first time, all of these stories are going to come from before the last decade. Now, for me, that's about half of my life. For you, it's just a drop in the pond. But we are going to talk about stories that, uh, that have really impacted us, and, and specifically the ways uh, God has impacted us. And this is because I was doing a Bible study the other day. No, surprising. On yeah, yeah. <laughs> you knew it was a Bible study? I did, I did. I opened up my phone, and there was a notification for Twitter I went to click it, and in that moment, the Bible app sent me a notification, so I accidentally clicked the Bible one, and then I spent 10 minutes in it thinking so it was, was Twitter. So was it a, a solo Bible study, or were you oh, with the yeah, group? Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. I don't I, do stuff with people. I knew you weren't. Whoa, I was like, <laughs> what has this pandemic done? James Taylor. It's an extrovert that hates people. What a, what a combination. Yeah, come on. Um, okay, that makes more sense. I was reading a Bible study. <laughs> And if, if you want a good Bible study, you got to go with the Protestants. So Rick Warren, you've heard That's of Rick Warren. That's hilarious. Right? You meant the Hello app. 
No, the, okay. the Bible Got app it. with Rick Warren. <laughs> Rick so, Warren. Uh, not a sponsor. We don't have to worry about that. So, Father Mike. Uh, I think I'm the only person that Hallow hasn't asked to be a sponsor. So, uh, uh, Catherine's waving at us. Are you? Are they? They're not with you We're either. We're available, Hallow. <laughs> it's so fun. Like, one of the things with Hallow is I don't have any problem with them, but it is funny because like they're doing like you know how like uh, like. I think we talked about on the show like a year ago, or like Puff Daddy and or P Diddy, what and Puff Mama, what whatever is. his name is now. Um, <laughs> everybody started doing like the sleep stories during COVID. Right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like yeah, I legitimately, yeah. they were like, yeah. uh, P Diddy can put you to sleep. I listened to it for twenty minutes and I was wide awake. <laughs> but like they're trying to like have these like, and then relax. Yeah, I don't think they'll call torso. us for that. <laughs> Even when I'm trying to calm us. people down, you're like, hey, I want to talk. Yeah, let's get Liv and, and Taylor to do well, sleep the stories. It's like, they, they don't understand. People don't understand. People that only know me for the show. You can talk m- Maybe don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know me in real life. I know you. I'm ready. But wait, here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. I'm ready. You've never seen me. I don't think you've ever seen me give a talk or lead worship, have you? No. So it is really funny. That is that funny. like the people that book me no, for stuff. No, that's true. Yes, I did. I went to the. Okay. I, <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, I went to the well. So that's I, right. You did. Okay. So, so like, like I, I can, I can lead people in prayer. That's I've a thing that I've been it. doing half of my entire life. Yes. So it is really funny. Like people <clears throat> listen to the show. And like this, this, the purpose for this is entertainment and maybe you'll grow in your faith. Like that's the point of this show. Yeah. But like when you're trying to lead people in prayer, I don't start worship and like start playing chords. And then I'm like, hey, (laughs) everyone pray to the Jesus. Like that's not what we're doing Not death metal. That's not (laughs) how you bring the people to the Lord. So it's like, like hollow app. Like if you're, you know, if you want to throw me some dollars, I can talk real quiet. They might want us the for Jesus something else. Loves you. you know, listen, we could talk about our strengths. That's not one of them. Is they they don't want us. It's a soft app. They want someone with a nice voice. If, if that people makes are honest, everyone wants me. That's a whole other thing. Let's get back to Rick Warren. <laughs> Rick Warren says the most effective way to let other people know about the great things that God can do in their lives is to tell them the story of what God has done in your life. Right. So a lot of times we start with. Bible stories, like this is what God has done in the Bible. And like, obviously those things are good, right? right? Um, and I think like some people could argue with this and be like, no, like, like the story of the gospel, the story of the Kerygma, like still is the best story. So you could argue with this a, a bit, but I think for, for a lot of people, this is very true because it's like, people can hear the Bible and they're like, oh, that was 2000 years ago. That was something that happened so long ago. Like, how does that affect me? But then they hear something that God did in your life and you're like, oh, maybe it is still possible. Maybe God does still exist. Maybe God still does uh, care about and walk amongst his people. Um, so we're going to start with, with, with some stories. Do you want to start with one or do you want I me to start I have a really one? cute tiny one that you're going to hate because it's not quite, but it's adorable. Can I say that one first? It's when I was little. Sure. Okay. I, I think that you so- think all your stories are adorable and I hate them. So this is going to be true. <laughs> quite exactly what you're asking me. It's, it's precious. So when I was like less than three years old, I lived in Louisiana. You might've heard me talk about it. 1847, got it. You're the worst in a wagon. And I lived on three acres of land. And my mom said we had huge pecan trees in our yard, like a ton of them. And that I was running around and I went and I got her and I said, mom, mom, look, Jesus hid all these pecans for me. All these pecans are for live and they're all on the ground for me. <laughs> and I really thought that God hid all these pecans and I went around all day picking them up in a basket like it was Easter. But Jesus didn't really hid. It was from the tree, Taylor. <laughs> Who made that tree, Olivia? I'm still practicing for Hallow, even though we're in the segment. <laughs> So that is how I came to the Lord. <laughs> when you think Mia about that story pecans. now and you know, does, that it take he away, does it take away the impact of it? No, I just, uh, I love the innocence of it, actually. I think there's a lot of, no, it doesn't take the impact away, actually. I kind of like the whole concept. And you're right. He did make the tree. So that's right. Jesus did hide those pecans for a little three-year-old live. <laughs> Let's think of it that so way. Happy for so you. tell a real story. I do have a real one. I do have a real. Oh, like, I think it was a real story. Oh, thanks. Real bad. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. It was good. It's just, just too easy. Just too easy. All right. Uh, so Let's when, hear yours. when I was in in high school, so I went to like like I, people that listen to the show. No, I, I am like you know everyone else my age. I went to Stuyvesant Conference and had a <laughs> experience the Jesus for the first time. Right. Um, but so my first time going was the summer before my ninth grade year. 
Okay. And I had this incredible experience, like life changing to the point where it was like, it was really a big, um, it was like the start of something new. It feels so right to be here with you. That's, that's a joke for the people my age. It's high school musical. Um, I love high school musical. You're practicing for the Hallowab. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine you're praying and somebody just goes, I love high school musical. <laughs> So my first year, I had this incredible experience. Mm -hmm. The second year I went and also had an incredible experience where it was like, I saw how much God had done, but also how much work like there still was to be done. Like I didn't come away from the conference a perfect person, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) but like I took a huge step that year, but it was like, you have so much more work to do and I'm going to help you do it. It was like, kind of like the message. The third year I went and felt nothing. It was like, sing like uh, Mother Teresa. Like you had like, it yes, was like a I'm like Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's the end of the story. Your turn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So I, I felt nothing. Felt and, nothing. It was, and it was like, I was older. So like, I still had a good time because like my friends were there. Sure. And, and like a lot of my friends went for the first time. They had an incredible experience. So it was still like really neat. Like it was a, it was a cool experience. But like, I didn't feel like mm-hmm. anything internally, like no prayers answered, no nothing. And I just felt pretty, pretty dry. Mm-hmm. leaving and I, so I was a little frustrated but like that thing where you're like everyone else around you is happy so you have to be like happy for yeah. them but inside you're like I'm not so, you know like <laughs> I, I wanted to be happy for me you know um and then I so like we're at the uh this jack-in-the-box or some 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 fast food place you know those places that absolutely hate when a bus full of oh, right. 50 people come. Yeah, like yeah. If it's a restaurant and people are getting tips, they're like, heck yes. But if it's Jack in the Box, they're like, I'm making $4 an hour, no matter how many people come through here. So they just hate it. <laughs> I never it. thought about that. Oh yeah, they hate it. Well, like I've been in youth ministry and coaching yeah, for years. Yeah. Like I've seen so many Their people look at me and just... hate me. And that has nothing to do with the coaching or youth ministry. That's just my normal experience. But anecdotally, <laughs> I thought I'd bring it up. So. I'm sitting at this place and everybody's happy. I order my food, which I was finally happy because I got a, a burger. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, this is the perfect time to go through my wallet and like empty my wallet out. And I'm going, I'm going through my wallet and there's, you know, the $2. I was wealthy for a 17 year old and there's money and there's all this stuff. And I start, I start uh, taking things out to trash them. Cause like people hand you stuff all the time. Like, Oh yeah. I'll, you know, look at your business card. You know, stupid. Um, but <laughs> I'm going through it and I pull this, this thing out that I've never seen in my entire life. I have no idea how it got in my wallet. Like, I guess after many years, I assumed that somebody gave it to me and I just ignored it and put it in my wallet. That's probably what happened, but I've never seen this thing before. And I open it up and it's this prayer, uh, for, for the, like that you're, it says like prayer for before going to communion. Okay. And I read it and I've never seen this prayer before. I never read it. So even if somebody did hand it to me, you've never, it saw was it. like, I put it in there, yeah. never read it. And, uh, it is to this day, the prayer, like I have it memorized. I used to pull it out of my wallet after, after this Jack in the box or whatever it was, I'd pull it out of my wallet and I'd pray it before mass. And now I have it memorized. And it's the prayer that I pray every mass before going up to communion. And I won't, I won't recite the whole thing, but essentially like the, the last line is like, as I'm approaching you in the altar and your perfection, help me in my imperfect love to return love to you. Oh, wow. And it's, it's this prayer that, I, that I've prayed over and over again. Like I've seen it in certain places now, mm-hmm. like, like some people have it, but it's like in this experience of absolutely nothing, it's probably the second most, I've been to like 12 of these conferences. It's probably the second most impactful thing for the long term. I think the first one's still the most impactful because it put me on this trajectory for being a Catholic for the rest of my life. But the second one, it's like the Eucharist is the source and summit of our faith. And this was like the thing where I was like, this is what has prepared me for it for 20 years. Wow. No, not that old. 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have the original card? No, no, no. So it, it, it like I had, I had it in my wallet for forever. It got tattered yeah, up and yeah. stuff. Oh, I was like by that point I had it memorized. I'm so saying, no, like we have a relic of you whenever you, you know, become a saint. <laughs> somebody was asking about that on Twitter the other day. They're like, how, like, they were like, serious question. How do you obtain a relic? And the best way to get a sarcastic response from me is to say serious question. So <laughs> I said, have a holy friend 
obtain bone. <laughs> so like one of my really good friends, I texted, I texted like the screenshot to her. It's like, if she dies, like I am stealing her pinky toe. Like, <laughs> like that one yeah. is mine. Respect the dead, but at the same time, <laughs> cut off. Think about your grandchildren, the money you can make from selling this woman's toe back to the church. don't believe in that. You can't sell. Can you? <laughs> Sure. Okay. Do you have one other one? Yeah, I do. I do. I, um, so it's funny that you said a conference cause this also actually happened at a conference happened to be one that I wrote, which I'm not plugging cause it's not around anymore, but I wrote a, a women's conference called genius and it was for women and Catholic women. And, um, the first one that ever happened was in Austin, Texas. Funny enough, which this is just happens to align. It's actually where I met Catherine Whitaker and I didn't know who she was <laughs> or that she was anybody, which was really funny because all my friends were freaking out and I had no clue. But anyway, that, that's a, not this story. So here I am at this conference that I put on. It's Saturday Before night. Before I tell a story that's going to make me look good, I would like to tell a story that makes me look bad. Please continue. <laughs> no, I just love that I don't know anything. Like, I mean, yeah, it's I just don't know. No one's like, surprised. That's why I thought pecans were for me. Anyway, um, <laughs> not much has changed since I was three. So I'm I'm at this women's conference. I have 150 women. Um, I had written it. I am I was am seeing it. I got these speakers. Uh, half of them I didn't even know who they were. Catherine actually ended up closing for me, which was amazing. That that whole story is just a cool story. Our meet cute is adorable. Um, but all this stuff is happening. And I'm sitting down, it's Saturday night, and I'm looking around and everything's happening, it's all going, you know, if you've ever been on any event, even like a kid's birthday party, and you're in the middle of it and everything's happening right, you're like, oh, thank God, you know, like Chuck E. Cheese didn't explode, like that's great, we're all still here, like whatever it is. And I'm just kind of taking a breathing moment, Mary Lindenberg is on stage giving the keynote, which I was like, this is amazing, you know? And I'm like, just sitting there kind of taking it in and I kid you not. Okay, this is gonna sound like the most Protestant thing I've ever said in my life, but I mean it. Rick Warren. <laughs> totally, we're totally, this is our moment. But the Lord spoke in my heart. <laughs> but it's true, he really did. And I mean this, I've never- I don't think God speaking to his people is Protestant. <laughs> I, okay, thanks. Do I crash your jokes for the love of everything? You Any, try. All the time, it's, kind, it's what I do. So, but anyway, I really did, I'm not kidding. and I've never felt this way again, but I, for real, for real, I'm looking at Mary, she's giving her talk. I feel the presence of these women and I hear distinctly, and it's not like an actual voice, but you, it's a no. Yeah, your heart doesn't right. have ears. Thanks, Taylor. Um, is that he said, Liv, you've always been a networker. You've always been a connector, but this is the first time you've ever done it for me. And I tell you what, Oh, I, get, I have goosebumps now. That changed my life. I really do. I, have that shirt. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I, I did. Cause I like, it's like it, that moment literally changed my life. And that's when I knew what I had to do and what my purpose on this planet was. But that <laughs> was a you huge 45 thing. years. <laughs> I'm 45. I hate him. <laughs> Why do I always need confession after I do your show? Not confession. <laughs> Therapy. <laughs> Both. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, that was a good story. You have nothing to say. That was a great story. It was a great story. Thanks, and we're Taylor. out of time. Jeez, I need validation. So, um, <laughs> we're going to close this up with, from, from Psalm 66, okay. uh, verse 16. It says, come and listen, and I will tell you what God has done for me. Um, so, obviously, we're doing it here on a radio show. But my encouragement for you guys listening is to, one, think about the stories of what God has done for you in the past, the last year and a half has sucked. So look back, like we're, we're doing this on purpose, specifically look back to like youth, teenage years, young adult years. Uh, for most of you, that's your entire life, but whatever. Uh, look at like, what has God done for you a long time ago? And then also think about like, how can you share that story with somebody? Because stories are easy to share. It's really awkward to walk up to somebody in a bar or at a restaurant and be like, have you heard of my personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> But you can be like, man, like there, there was one time I was three years old and <laughs> there was two cons and I thought they were from God. And then I can lead into a conversation right. about what, right. whatever, right? So uh, tell stories. That's the whole point of this segment. Uh, speaking of stories, whenever we come back, we're going to be talking to the master of storytelling. No, not Olivia. Catherine Whitaker is here and we're going to be talking to her. So do not go anywhere. Olivia, does it surprise you that I've uh, listened to every episode of your new radio show? <laughs> No. It doesn't. Uh, well, it should because I lied. I haven't listened to the last one, but it just came out like, 
what? A few days ago. A couple ago. days ago. It's but, a good one. Uh, the last episode that I did listen to was with a mutual friend of ours, Katie Bridgeon McGrady. Yay! And uh, she has a podcast called Ave Explores, and they just she just started her new season like last week and I listened to it it's with Mark Hart they're talking about the Bible which ironically not like we've been talking about you know we talked about scripture in our in our in our first segment um we're talking about like all, all the stories and the importance of stories she's combining the storytelling that she's known for with the focus on scripture and the Bible for this season so uh you guys go check it out the Avi Explores podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you love Katie don't you I do I love her deeply go listen to Katie she's great so uh go check it out uh wherever you listen to podcasts subscribe to Avi Explores with Katie Frasier I'm McGrady and go listen to the first episode with Mark Hart it's tremendous Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and Liv and I are now joined by our good friend who drove all the way here just for me, <laughs> um, Catherine Whitaker. Hello, Catherine. Sorry, I was shaking my head no. Oh, I, I, I heard you shaking your head. It was Catherine, loud enough. Catherine can't lie. She's not no. one of us. Aggies do not lie. Cheaters oh, still. Oh, here we go. Well. That took, didn't take long, did it? I, I, I no, I not know, at all. Well. <laughs> How much trouble are we going to get in today? Or am I going to get in today? <laughs> we're not, we're because not. I know a lot of Aggies no, who we, lied to me a lot. <laughs> we love the Aggies. But this Aggie always tells you the truth. Always. Well, Constantly. let's get into that. Like, let's just test that theory. We're, we're gonna, like this segment, I promise, it's, it's how most things in my life goes. Liv can attest to this. Is I like to be really mean up front. <laughs> but I actually have something very genuinely nice to say to Catherine oh. in this segment. <laughs> but first, that was, that surprise, was amazing. <laughs> but I was here first, for the ride. This is great, Catherine. Yes, you say that you're a person that is not a liar. That's correct. Okay. Now, now okay. I'm getting worried. Yes, um, <laughs> we 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 saw each other. At, oh. at two events over the last year. I know where this is okay. going. <laughs> we saw each other at two events over the last year. Both of them. I'm going to get to the compliment part. The compliment part comes from actually those two events and see, seeing you there. But first, one of the things that you said to me both of those times was, uh, Taylor, I'm in, I'm, I'm in College Station all the time. That's not and you. <laughs> that is, it's what you sound like to me. It, from Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> If and, I'm and, Reese Witherspoon, and I'm totally blind. I, I, I come, I come <laughs> to the Aggie Land all the time, and I know that's where you live. Okay, still Magnolia. <laughs> that's but, my hometown. Uh, live. I know this is your house, but could you leave? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, you're, okay, your accent's great. Go ahead. So, thank you. So, Catherine was was saying, I'm going to stop doing the accent because no, you can, y'all don't pay attention to me anyway. So, what does it care? What does it matter? But you kept saying like, oh, like I'm there all the time. And we were like, it's, it, you're due to be a guest on, on my show. And you were like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to just, the next time I'm there, I'll swing by your house and we'll record a 20-minute segment. How many times nope. has Catherine Whitaker <laughs> been to College Station since that was said? Probably a lot. But here's the, here's the, <laughs> but here's the deal, is that I should have said, when I'm in College Station and I have extra time. Now, if you had been... Say, for example, near Kyle Field, I would have seen you probably six or so. By the way, Kyle Field is where we play football at least six we, or seven times. We, we, play we, football. we, we, mean, uh, we I've been working out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say him always is what we mean. She doesn't we, have a- we collectively, because as part of the 12th man, they need me there. <laughs> That's true. Taylor. The 12th man, for as famous as he is, gets no playing time. <laughs> It's zero. <laughs> yeah, you should have done the you should have done the show remote. You definitely would have gotten her. That would have been amazing. Why didn't you think well, of that? Here's yeah. the thing. I, now let's put it yeah, back on your back. That's terrible. Well, I, 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 I was creative. I was never going to be like, oh, Catherine. You know, she said she was going to come. You know, when she comes to town, I see on Instagram she's there every week. So I'm like, well, <laughs> she what, lives there. one of these times, one of these times, got to come over. So like, why do a Zoom when we can just you know she can, can come over to my house and we can do it in the studio. Yeah. And you're just like. No, and I'm going to make it real public that I'm in college station. And then he did the low key, like texted, texted me. How many times are you going to come to college station without telling me? Uh, are your feelings hurt? Here's the worst part. Yes, <laughs> yes, they here's are. Here's the worst are part. Where dead. are we right now? Yeah, that, that, this is funny. We are in Houston, Texas, <laughs> where I don't live. Catherine does not live. And it's a further drive away from me. At my house for Catherine, 
But Catherine only showed up here to record with Liv later for Liv's show, and I just was a tack on. So oh, Texas A&M is practicing on. in my yard right now. There's a big football thing happening in my yard. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I was lying. Okay. I was saying Texas A&M is not here. I was I trying still to, love you. Yeah. What do you have to say for yourself, young lady? <laughs> wow, he's not letting this go. I love my kid more than I love you, and that's who I was going to see. That's fine. You didn't have 20 minutes? <laughs> Oh, for um, two seconds, I had to think, am I her kid? It was amazing. <laughs> I was like, she loves me more than you. But she wait, loves, I'm not. I, I was like, not this, Will. Is this a scenario? Is this a, um, stop talking. Everyone could see me right after you said that, looking at the two of you, like, I'm not sure who's older and I'm not going to guess. You know, I, know, I, didn't like that. I thought she was using like a metaphor. She was speaking in parables. No, no, I don't speak no, in parables. Not, nope, that is not happening. No, women are You real, know why you don't yeah. speak in parables? Because parables are lying. <laughs> There wasn't a man with a farm. You're lying. Oh, my God. She Ooh, loves you, Taylor. I'm from laughing. Okay. She's here now. Time, here I, now. She I'm is here, here now. now, and I'm just going to, you know, we, we're only six minutes in, so I'm going to try to be nice Is this now. the compliment? I this was is like, the compliment are we, are we here? Part. Now we're transitioning. We, 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 <laughs> have, we built a whole segment off of, uh, off of Catherine because uh, at these two events, it just happened to be that I was speaking at the two events that I saw you at. And you were so kind to me. I think most people, most people assume that the people on the stage are good. Mm. And like the most you'll get is like a random like, oh, good talk. You know, like, that's fine, you know? And like, those mean nothing to me. <laughs> like the, just kind of passing by. But when someone I respect, like Catherine, sorry, Liv. Uh, <laughs> We'll get to you later. Both, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the other two segments are... 2022. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if I can think of a compliment by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll try real hard. You were, you're so kind to me every time we come. Every time I see you somewhere, you're like, you know, oh, you're really good at this. You're really... And it's like, it's one of those things that it's like, I have the confidence that I'm good at the things that I know that I'm good at. Because we talk about this all the time, about me. It's like, I'm not going to do the things that I'm bad at. I'm only going to do the things that I'm good at. But like... I think because people know that I'm confident about it, no one says anything nice. <laughs> so when you say nice things, it's, it's, it's two things. It's that, that you're like, because you're a known author and speaker, like you're good at it. So like when you say a compliment, like it actually means something oh, to me, you. which like most compliments don't because they're mostly sarcastic because they're not compliments. Uh, but the second thing is um, at, at one of the events, like we... We, can't, we, we know each other, but we've been in the same building like four times because we, as we talked about, you avoid me like the plague. <laughs> but in the times that we've been together, like I remember like driving back to the Diocesan Conference to meet you because we had missed each other. Yes, that I drove was very back. nice. Yes. <laughs> and then like, at, this, at this conference, at this other event, we stood there, me, you, and our friend James Longoria, and we talked for like an hour and a half, and it got deep like that. Like, all three of us just, like... That's kind of Catherine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd that's, be me. Her, that's her MO. Right. That's and like, that's kind of my point. It's, like, that's... It's, it's a big part of who you are that I'm, yeah. like, I trust you. And yeah. I was saying things that I don't say to a ton of people. Like, I say to the people that I'm really close with, and this was the third time I ever saw you in person, right? So, like, there's something about you that is... Mm -hmm. That makes your compliment actually mean something. I don't know what it says about me, but, like, most compliments don't mean anything to me. But yours <laughs> real, like... I went away for like three weeks and I was like, oh, nice. Oh, that's that's such a likes me. <laughs> You're so nice. So Taylor. there's got to be something about you that makes it easy for me. And you said, like you said, it's her MO. Yeah, I can tell you what it is, but I'll see if she Okay, knows. well, let's give her a chance well, to talk. I, yeah. <laughs> like Catherine yeah, speak. I'm going to let her talk. <laughs> see if she knows. Do you know yourself, Catherine? Why, oh, why are you so amazing? <laughs> <laughs> I talk to my teenagers. They may not agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> is that a serious question? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, I'm not amazing. I just... Learned how to tell the truth from my mom and my dad. And <coughs> really, <laughs> truly. And um, I don't know, life's too short to not be authentic. Like I think, like I, I have a really difficult time being around people who are not truly who, who they're meant to be. Whether they're easy to get along with or not easy to get along with, I don't have an interest in being around you if like you're fake Taylor or fake Liv. Like, thank you, but I have 
other things to do than to play that game. So I just, I guess, maybe do things the way that I hope other people would be around me, say around me, talk around me, because life's too short for that funny business. Yeah. At least that's what I think. Yeah. And, and like, like, we built this segment off of that. Because I, I didn't know what it was, but I knew that there was something that was like a pillar, a foundation for you. And it's telling the truth, right? We joked about it at the beginning, but like that really is important to you. And I think I'm starting to see it now that like you telling the truth lets me tell the truth, mm. not just the like things that I say to everybody, right? Um, and, I, and I like, I hold that in confidence. Like I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm going to spill my guts to Catherine and then I'm going to go talk to someone else and be like, uh, I told Catherine that. Not, not, not gossipy kind, but like sometimes you have a conversation with someone and they tell you something in confidence and not just in that, but also like with a lot of trust. And I take that very seriously. Like yeah. that means a lot to me and I don't want to blow it because I would hope that they would do the same thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the, the other foundations of our lives. Like truth is a foundation. It's a pillar for you. Like that goes all the way back to your childhood. And like, we've seen it. Right. And it was interesting because like in that conversation, like one of my pillars for better or worse is that I'm confident in what I'm doing, right? That can, it's most, most of the time it's a good thing. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this out of the park and like being confident actually, it's like, it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy a lot of times. Like this segment's going to go well. So most of the time it will. It, it will. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about this segment, it probably won't go well, right? So being, being confident in, 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 in things is, is a, a foundation for me. It always has. Like, it came a lot with sports. It's like, I did a lot of winning. But then it was like, well, what about, like, there was a season that we went, like, 3-28. and 28. But there was still, like, every shot that I took, I knew it was going in. Even if it didn't. Even if there was a game that I made 20% of my shots, right? But, like, that confidence has become, or ha has always been a pillar for me So where, like, when things start going crazy, like if I'm in a losing basketball season or like COVID happens and life falls apart, it's like, I'm still confident that life's going to be good, even if it's not right now. Right. Um, so I want to like, we, we've, we've talked about one for you, truth, confidence, one for me, live. What's one of the things that's like a pillar for you, a foundation when everything else is falling apart, like a lot of people's lives have fallen over, have fallen apart over the last 18 months, whatever, eight, year and a half, whatever it's been. What's one of those pillars that keeps you like who live is a, a decent, I was going to say good, a decent Catholic woman. Like what, <laughs> what, what is, what is one of those pillars for you? The things that like when everything else is crumbling, this is what I'm standing on. Yeah. You know what? This is, this is a really interesting question, like question. And this is going to be probably an answer you hate, but I would have to say, and I specifically mean this person, not just what I do with this person, but my therapist, she has been in my life for five years and she really knows me and loves me and she's a part of my life and not just because I pay her money and not just because, <laughs> not just because I- That was I, on the last that episode was on Ted Lasso. Lasso. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Oh, so we're bringing back to Ted Lasso. Yeah, Ted Lasso. <laughs> but I talk about her all the time. Her name is Spring Hill. That's her actual name. Like, I, isn't that weird? I think her name's copyrighted. That's the, that's <laughs> the name of one of my subdivisions that I used isn't to live weird? in. I know, her first name's Spring, her last name's Hill. And, uh, and she is, she really is. And not, and also she's not Catholic, but she, she is like ground zero for me. And I think maybe because she's not my family. She's not Nathan. She's not y'all, you know, she's not my inner circle. Like she just can get me back to where I need to be. There's so many times Nathan's looked at me and said, I'm calling spring or you need to talk to her or whatever. And she like supports me in everything I do. She came to my what after party. What I'm hearing party. is I will pay someone else to listen to you at this moment. <laughs> no, I'm she's, done. <laughs> she's beyond. Like, she's, she's your beyond. baseline though. She's she your baseline. Is, she's my baseline. She yeah. really is. That's the truth. And, but I know not all therapists and that might be, we might not be doing the right thing with our relationship. It's fine. I'm okay with it, HIPAA. So, um, <laughs> I thought you were telling me a HIPAA. When I was like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. Yeah. So she's a big part of my life, but yeah, she definitely is a baseline for me. Okay. Uh, Catherine, what's one of the other ones for you? The foundation for you that, that holds you up even when everything else is going wrong. Um, probably. So I'm going to go back. Have you ever done strengths finders? Yes. yes. Okay. Oh, so yeah. my number one is achiever is <laughs> in competition. Yeah. Ooh, what are your top five? I didn't know. I you have achiever in my, in my top five. Boom. What? Okay. okay. Lives never so, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even 
know why I'm here. We That's... literally covered up your face with our high five. I have a cheater um, poly number 35, let's be honest. Okay. My fifth strength. Liv failed the strength. She, the didn't, she didn't do the test. I did. I know my five. Okay, okay, okay. Is belief. So that it, it's people mistake that thinking that like it's belief in Jesus, but it's really belief in what you do. So I learned over the last 20 months that my worldview looked very different than other people. You know, like we know that on like a cerebral level, but I don't think I knew that on a heart level until the last 20 months happened. And so now I'm really drawn to people who believe in something. And even if it's different than what I believe in, because it makes me more grounded in my faith, but it also makes me more open to listening to what they have to either experience or share that I did not do before because I just believed that my way was the only way. It was like my way or the highway. And then I realized maybe hmm. I need to learn something. Hmm. Like maybe I need to hear about someone else's experience to be a better person. So I think over the last 20 months, that's actually, some people would say that's what that's what's ungrounded them because everything's been so uncertain. But yeah. for me, it's been very grounding to hear about other people's experiences and really like sit with that. It was on, was it K, not K-Love? What's the show on SiriusXM? The Messenger? What is oh, yeah, uh, the, Messenger, Messenger, something like that. Something excuse like me, that. I think it's The Message. Anyway, one of the things that he was saying is, and I think it's a song, I think it's by Town, Town, Town and Country. Sorry, that's a band. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was a magazine. It's called, it's a sponsor segment. Don't we don't know why I'm know. here. <laughs> it's, um, it's a song called... Um, Relate. So it talks about, like, I'm not you, you're not me, but I think that we can relate. We're here. a happy family. Yeah, we are. I'm not, <laughs> All of a sudden, I was I'm in camp. camp. <laughs> I was like, yeah. a youth group I needed to uh, rhyme. <laughs> but so, for me, belief in what shapes you, what makes you who you are, has been hugely affirming for me the last 20 months. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to hear that, because, like, I, I, one of the talks I gave, this was, like, seven years ago, but it was about, I was watching Lost, the TV show Lost. Oh, yeah. Um, Lost. And, and uh, the, <laughs> there's a Muslim guy who's one of the, one of the main yeah. actors, and it shows, I, it, it, it's, ironically enough, it's, it's kind of showing that he's not a good practicing Muslim at the time, but he's in a town somewhere in, in the Middle East, and like they're like there's people chasing each other trying to kill each other, which is obvious obviously a bad thing. But then like the bells toll for everyone to pray, like because they have their hours they mm -hmm. pray, and everything stopped. The shopping stopped. The people selling stopped. The people trying to kill each other stopped, and they all got down and they prayed. And it was just this crazy thing of like watching a TV show, a secular TV show, and watching a Muslim who actually wasn't even a good practicing Muslim, but everybody stopped, and it's like that's the kind of like discipline I need in my prayer life. Um, so I can totally see that. One of the other ones for me is, and this will be shopping, shocking, I think, to many of our listeners and probably the two of you, but like the, in, the intellectual rigor of the faith is actually what keeps me grounded. Oh, because, no, I can see that. I absolutely um, understand. I that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't talk about it as much, but like I, I study this stuff. Like this is what I went to school for. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've read the Bible. Like I, I, I get deep in, I got so deep into these things. I haven't as much recently, but it's like, I have this foundation that even though I'm not, you know, reading a Scott Hahn book right now, it's like, I've read tons of that stuff in the past where like over, I'm thinking like over the last you know year and a half, like we've had scandal, we've had COVID, we've had not going to mass, we've had like a lack of, like I've had a lack of grace, I think a lot of people have too. And like, it, it ultimately becomes this thing, it's like when I don't trust church leadership or I don't trust that I'm being poured into in my church community, if I don't, tr like when nothing is going right, like what keeps me Catholic and here is I know that it's true. Even when the actions and the things happening to me are trying to bombard that it's true, right? But ultimately, it's like I've, I've learned these things and the church is right, even when I think it's not. So like even the things that are hangups intellectually for me, it's like I, I'm, I'm the idiot, not the church who's been thinking about this for 2,000 years, right? right? So but can I say something yeah. about that? Because I think that we keep hearing like, oh, things are so bad right now. But like, have you read Exodus or Leviticus? Like, have you read the Old Testament? Oh, yeah. It was real bad. Um, <laughs> we have not had locusts descend. Like, there have been a lot of things oh, that have That's next on the calendar. That's, next. Like, that's, <laughs> that's September the 15th. That's 2022, when we think everything's getting better. Right. It's not. But if those people lived through all of that and still yeah. kept their faith, then what are we gripping about? Seriously. They were griping too. 
So we're just like them. <laughs> but fair, but but still, they like came out on the other sure. side. Yeah. So if they went through that, I well, think not it should be. Them. Not all, all well, not all of them. Not all of them died. <laughs> so. Fair. Not everyone made it through all of that. But what I'm saying is, is that like, there's there's precedent. Sure. We read it. We see it. So surely, if they can maintain faith through that, that we can maintain faith through stuff we got going on. I've got to make the joke. Okay, do it. Don't call me Shirley. Okay. Oh, <laughs> it was one of those things that like half the people listening thought of it already. So if I didn't make it, I'd get yelled at. <laughs> it's one of those things like it's such a dumb joke that you have to say it. You have to say it. You. All right, yeah. Liv, my, you're, you're wrapping last, us up. Your last one. My last one. I listen. It it is a spiritual one. I more than once have fallen like away. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know that. And um and the fifty four day rosary novena has been such a pillar for me. Oh, you know how much I hate that. And right now, <laughs> A novena Taylor, means nine. You did multiple novenas. I am in a nine-month rosary. You messed me up. I'm in a nine-month novena, and I'm loving it. I don't know if y'all have done this one or not, but... I can only do it for nine days. Okay. So, but... That's attention, what a novena attention, is. Attention span short. Go ahead. I love it. It is my favorite thing I've ever done, and it has really grounded me, especially this year. I think I was going to say to sum it up, I'm a novena kind of a gal. Like I kind of like having a start and an end and it's something that's already planned and it tells me what to do because y'all have met me and anybody listening has heard me. That's not my forte. I'm not a strategic planner. <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. That's not my uh, top five. So um, I like it. I like a novena. I really do. And I'm really digging the one that I'm doing. So there you, you go. Should, but you should love what you're praying. Yeah. I like that. Mm. It's not for you, but I am. I yeah, I love praying in a while. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, I haven't made every single day during this nine month one, but I have done the fifty four day Rosary Novena all the way through more than once, and I think there should be a reward system from the Vatican. Where's my sticker chart? I mean, I kind of need something after that. And your reward will be great in heaven. Grace, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jesus. So, uh, to wrap up, two she things. Just called you Jesus. To wrap up, two things to wrap up. One, like I, I, like I didn't even plan it, but I started thinking like uh, last night when we were we were getting pl- ready for this, and I had told both of you were talking about. You both texted me like, "What are we talking about?" It's like we already talked about. It. Just look at it in your text <laughs> messages. Um, but, um, but I started thinking about like the the uh, ironically enough the parable which we said were lies. Sorry, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but he's talking about the guy that that built that built his house on the sand, right? And like you know, instead of the guy that built his house on a rock, and like we we have friends who. Like I have a friend who used to be a co-host on the show, Sean McAfee, built his house is built on a great foundation. Just moved to New Orleans, oh. ten days. He lived in his house for ten days and evacuated, and like everything's ruined. That's right. And it was like that's right. But he like watching him and his comments and his thing. Like he has a incredible faith foundation because mm-hmm. he's fine. He's like this sucks. Like financially, it's gonna suck. They had water feet multiple feet of standing water in their house. They had literally just moved in. They'd li- they had they'd lived out of the country for years. They had just moved back to America. And watching his comments had just shown how good of a foundation him and his family have. Uh, but then, e- even then, like talking about like the foundation of the house, it's like the house is still there. Like it was, it was a sturdy and built house. And just like seeing like, I was, I was, I was thinking about like him, it's not a perfect comparison, but it's like, he has this foundation spiritually that when like something really crappy happened to him, he just moved here like two weeks later and he wouldn't have had the house. It would have been somebody else's problem. Right. But like the water rose in his life and he was like, yeah, this sucks, but like, it's not going to shake my foundation, which I just thought was really cool. The second thing we have to do is Catherine, we haven't talked about any of your stuff. So uh, you're you're amazing. We 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 we've had John before to talk about your your book and these. Yes, you get two things. What two <laughs> things would you like to plug? Oh well, my my book. I okay. do. It's both audiobooks. So if you like hearing this, you can hear more of it. Um, Live big, love bigger. So it's on Audible, but it's also on Amazon. Um, it's about living an authentic hell yes kind of life. Ah, oh, what's my other thing? I don't think I have Pilgrimage. a thing. Oh, oh plug it, girl. <laughs> what? Now I'm we all... know why I'm here. <laughs> Yay! We figured it out. Yay! <laughs> I have a purpose. <laughs> you know, I think the reason that I, okay, so yes, I'm going on a pilgrimage. Well, sorry, booked. I don't and know. <laughs> it, we have, I think we have a couple spots left. Okay. In October, but I think for so because it was one of the 
was supposed to happen in 2020. Mm-hmm. It didn't. So I think in my mind, I just have said it's not happening. It is happening, but my mind keeps saying it's not happening. Where can they go to find out? So you can go to, thank you. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> so we're going to France. So we're okay. following four female saints. So St. Catherine Labouret, St. Therese of Lisieux, St. Bernadette, and St. Joan of Arc. So we'll actually be celebrating Mass in the church where St. Joan of Arc was martyred. Stop. Pretty amazing. That's amazing. I mean, not the killing, but sure. Yeah, yeah not the <laughs> killing, no, but the place where we'll be worshiping, amazing. Wow, that's cool. So um, it's sort of a little boat cruise starting in Paris up to, on the Seine River and then back down, and then, of course, we'll end up in Lourdes. And so they can go to katherinewhitaker.net, and you can find more about, the, more about it Is there. Is it select? It is with select. select. Okay, good, because I, they're my exclusive partner for travel oh, stuff. Oh, well, there you go. So I was like, we're going to have to edit it out if it's not. <laughs> no. They've been amazing. They really. are great. They're sponsor of the show. They're tremendous. So, they're awesome. Um, ladies, thank you. Catherine, we're going to kick you out. And, Thanks, And we're going to see if we can compliment Liv by the Aww. end of this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Three, two, and one gig. <laughs> Hello, Liv. Hi, Taylor. We're back. <laughs> I think it really confuses you when we record things out of order. <laughs> no, I thought you were funny when you said Juan Diego. I was laughing at your joke. Uh, that no one heard. <laughs> Some of them are just for us. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. Uh, you, like, I, I talk about it pr- pretty much every week now, where it's like, I, I have these ideas for the show, yeah. and I try to match them as much as I can to the people that I'm recording with. It used to be 100% like, here are the only three things I have to talk about. That's what we're talking about. Or I have two things to talk about. Let's have a guest or let's do a game or something. But like now I have all these ideas because I have this thing called free time and a brain that can think because I finally (laughs) have my life under control. So like I have these segments where it's like, oh, if I need it, like there's one right now that like I, I, I need to talk to it, to Father Anthony about it. It's like, I need a priest's perspective on it. There's other ones where it's like, like last, last, last week, I think it was last week, we played the, the game with John. It's like the, the, the uh, fantasy draft, the biblical fantasy draft. Like that had to be John, right? I've been saving one for you. Oh God. <laughs> because like, you're like the Marvel person. We like talking yeah. about Marvel stuff together. Okay. So uh, I, I asked you before, you haven't seen What If yet. I haven't. Okay. So, uh, but like the multiverse has opened. You've seen Loki. No. God. You hate me now. I just watched Black Widow. All right, show's over. I'm saving this segment for somebody else. No, I'm just kidding. So, but... But I know what the multiverse is, Taylor. No one does, so you're lying. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, is, has Catherine watched all this stuff? We can just sub you yeah, out. Yeah, she's, really, she's, she's a big Marvel geek also, so, so yeah, we could have done this with Catherine, but that's fine. The multiverse is opened. Yep. Um, by the way... I recorded my Why I Hate Loki video. I finally had I the, know. I, I, I want to watch it. You have to watch the show first. Before watching your video? Or should I watch your video first before watching Loki? Loki's a waste of time. Okay, then so, I'll watch your video. Uh, so, I, I, go check it out on YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Right. But they open up the multiverse there. There's kind of rumors that also WandaVision opened it. We didn't really know that then, but there's rumors that it all ties together. Um, what if is the multiverse? Like, what if, uh, you know, T'Challa was Star-Lord or whatever, right? Like, that's essentially what all those episodes are. And we thought it was just going to be like a what if this happened. But really what they're saying now is like these, these things are happening in the multiverse, right? And we know that like all the movies are coming out like, you know, Doctor Strange and, and the, the Multiverse of Madness and, like, the multiverse is happening in the new Spider-Man movie. Like, these are all things, not, like, not spoilers. Like, these are all things that have been yeah, in they're trailers. They're preparing us. And, they're trying yeah. to prepare us. So, um, not specifically talking about Marvel, but this got me thinking about, like, if the multiverse is real, which, like, obviously this is a comic series, but, like, there are a lot of people that think, like, oh, there might actually be a multiverse or other dimensions or stuff. So, we're gonna just going to have it play a hypothetical of... How does salvation work in the multiverse? <laughs> okay, so you saw all the all the Marvel movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So Captain America yeah. does the time heist. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's been a hero his entire life and then he ruined everything just to have a <laughs> he dance. Did. I don't think they were just dancing. That's that's probably the real reason. But he goes back and then he stays there and kind of ruins the timeline, which yeah. is also like a thing that we all knew, like they're going to have to deal with this. They're going right? to have to fix this. Yeah. So he also fought himself, Captain right? America versus Captain America. So there are these two Captain Americas and they were both like good people, like bastions of goodness. Right. So, it, it, you know, I'm not saying he's Jesus, but like if there's a heaven, Cap would probably go. But 
I mean, we don't know the life of that other cap. Ooh. Like, what if one Captain America is really good and one's really bad? How does he- how does salvation work? How does heaven work? So, like, do they each have their own soul? Is really the question, right? Or are they sharing a soul, like Voldemort? <laughs> like, Voldemort. Yeah. Is, there, is there horcruxes within your multiverse? I'm trying to combine. Like the basilisk can go to heaven. The other shards <laughs> go to hell. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> We're just trying to help the storyline go. If they want to call up, you know, J.K. Rowling and ask her how this should go. Yeah, you're really asking, what does that mean? Are there more than one? So I'm thinking like, I and listen, and I mean this in a very respectful way, but like our Mormon brothers and sisters believe that they get to have a planet and be the savior on that planet. So my thought was, are there multiple Jesuses? <laughs> or like, is there just the one, like does Jesus have to be like, guys, I have to go back down there again and get crucified again, like for this universe? That sounds well, like a well, lot. Well, that's, that's <laughs> like, it's a similar- Hey, you go in. I went last time. <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit, like it's your turn to die. Yeah, is that how the Trinity works? Is he like, where's John the Baptist? He got beheaded. Listen, this is going to be much easier. They rotate roles Are these bad to make jokes? it even. Is this why Halloween asked me to be? Yeah, probably. <laughs> if, if we whisper the heresy, maybe they'll Or Ave, Ave, anything has asked me to do anything. This is why. Okay. But, so like, but like you're, you're asking a different question, but I it's kind of on the same line. Uh, but well, uh, would you let me talk? It's kind of my show. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you say things, I respond. I say things, you respond. I That's how this it. goes. Uh-huh. Uh, it's always this third segment that falls apart. So like if there are, which I think there are, like in our real world universe, like other planets with life on them. Okay. Like Jesus died for humanity. So like he would have to go and do something there. And people have, have questioned for years of like, would he have to go and be crucified again? Would he do it the same way? Or would he be like, I learned my lesson last time. That hurt. Turned like through something. Like, you know, snap his fingers and everything's fine. Or could it be like Star Trek and it's like a I didn't hologram. even think about the snapping the fingers. The oh, that's Thanos. Thanos. That's funny. <laughs> I thought you were trying to make a Thanos thing. But, uh, but like, what if there's a hologram? Salvation is inevitable. <laughs> and he only had to do it once. You're the worst. <laughs> Where is this going? We have solved nothing. We don't know. Okay, but here, we, what do you think? Here, he, I, I'm not sure. I don't think we have an answer because the church believe, hasn't given an answer on the multiverse. But like I, one of the latest episodes of What If mm-hmm. actually had this scenario okay. where there was, I'm not going to say who because it's spoilers for something very recent, but it's like there was a good version of the character and a, and a bad, bad version. version of the character. So it's like the good version of the character, like, you know, could... It could be assumed. Obviously, everything's assuming you know, he could go to heaven. The bad one, like, definitely wouldn't have. So it's like, how how, how would that work? I, I believe that each being would have their own separate soul. Like, you have to. I mean, like, that. otherwise it doesn't even make sense with what we believe. Also, they've done this in film many times. There was a movie back in the day, probably you were an embryo. But it was something with, I think it was, it was either like, oh, geez. It was like Angelina Jolie or J-Lo or somebody that was really big at that time. Gwyneth Paltrow, maybe. But she played the same character. But it was like called like Doors or something. Or Mirror. I don't know. Somebody will have to write in. Somebody will, they'll know what it is. Or IMDb will have to look at it later. But it was. It was about I really this hope woman it's the opposite of both of, of those all those things and it was like Kristen Chenoweth (laughs) in a musical I don't know what any of those that's why I said it so uh (laughs) but but it was it was exactly the same thing that you're talking about where like it was these two different lives but it was the same person kind of a thing and but I mean we believe in one soul Taylor I mean we already know the answer to this you have one soul period we believe in that we don't believe in reincarnation we don't believe in whatever so that's a whole separate being maybe they look like you I guess I don't know Taylor, this is hard. Why wouldn't you ask Father Anthony? He's got a theology degree. <laughs> this is more fun. <laughs> I think keep... he just went, you're trying to shut down the segment. I ask a question, you're like, it doesn't work like I that. I'm like, know, I know Taylor. it's comic books. I'm just asking a hypothetical. So I thought it would okay, be fun, think, and it's not fun for I, either of us. I think it has to be separate souls. I really do. I, I really think so do. Too. Okay, you do. Yeah, I, I think, think so, so too. too. Yeah. Uh, my second question. But one Jesus. Along the lines in, in the multiverse. Like, yeah, the, the Jesus variant has to come die again. But I believe in holograms. <laughs> I think you only had to do it once. Hologram? What are you talking about? Star Trek, I brought it up. It's not like the hologram of Princess Leia had to be saved. Listen, obviously, God's CGI is a lot better than ours. <laughs> like, they wouldn't know. They would have thought, like, walking to a maze. I can't believe I saved this segment for you. <laughs> next, next part of this segment, we're moving out of that. That was, I thought it'd be silly, and now I'm just angry now. Um, <laughs> That's my secret. I'm always angry. So uh, you are, you are the, the Hulk. The last thing I was thinking about is 
in in Marvel and in a bunch of different um bunch of different like fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh beings can live for hundreds, thousands of years, right? So I was just watching something where um it, or I was playing a video game that had Zeus. And Zeus like in it's a video game like but it used the actual stories from from mythology, right? And like Zeus did a bunch of terrible things. Yeah, he like, wasn't a good guy. He's like God. Like he's <laughs> he's like the big one, right? And and he and he did all these bad things and he's lived for hundreds of thousands of years, but at the end he like because of what uh, the events occur in the game and like the person that you play, because of the things that happen, he has this like epiphany and he starts apologizing to his kids who he was the worst to. Um, and he had this like this huge conversion where it's like, he wasn't perfect after and they kind of make a joke about it where he's like, he starts to do one of the things again. They're like, no, you can't do that anymore. Like you said, you know, but like he starts on this trajectory of being a better person. So I started thinking about like salvation for very long lives. Like, you know, average humans, 70, 80, but like thousands of years. And like, he did terrible things. Like he wiped out entire populations. He did terrible thing, like things that would be huge crimes in, in the criminal system. But then like, so what do you think about somebody who was absolutely a terrible person being for a thousand years, but then had this conversion and was good for like the next thousand. What do you think about salvation for that? I think it's exactly the same that we already believe when you get the salvation. I mean, like it it doesn't, it's not something that you can get rid of. Like that's what we believe as Catholics is that it could be the moment of death or even, you know, I've heard people say things like, we don't know if St. Michael didn't fly down and say, do you believe in Jesus now, Hitler? And then he's like, yes, I'm sorry. You know, that's why they always say like, you have no idea who's going to be. I mean, I'd say whatever St. Michael wanted if he showed up with that sword. (laughs) Like that dude killed Satan. I'm like, sure, sure, whatever you want. <laughs> you, well, you'd, have, you'd have to know that though. But imagine if you're someone that didn't know anything about St. Michael and all of a sudden this guy walks in. Well, you might still I say, mean, you'd figure you'd it out still, real quick. You'd still be like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Invisible flaming thing with a flaming sword. Uh, whatever yes. you want. <laughs> I believe all of the things that are coming out of your mouth. I, I, started, I do. I believe that. I started thinking about like, like because we, we love and like Marvel's doing this a lot and Star Wars is doing this a lot, like redemption yeah. arts for terrible people. Yeah. But, and then they die really soon. Like the church, we talk about deathbed conversions all the time. Right. Right. right, right. But like, like the more I read, like, like I've read like a lot of the Darth Vader comics and it's like that dude, like he was seeking people out and murdering entire planets, people kids. like terrible when he Can't, killed the kids. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like we see it in the movies. It's worse in yeah. the comics. Like all the stuff that happens between. And then like, you know, at the end of the, the movie, spoilers for a thing that came out what before lit? I was born. Uh, you know, <laughs> like he has this conversion. And he, he saves does. his son. It's like, but like, does that really make up for yes. thousands, killing millions of people? Yes, we believe that. I believe that. I absolutely, listen, it better. Otherwise, <laughs> what are we doing? Right. <laughs> We're all screwed. No, but I no, I really believe that. I think that's the whole point. That's the whole like the parable of the you know the workers in the field and and some guy shows up at six a.m. Some guy shows up at noon. Some guy shows up at six p.m. But they all get the same wage. That story is not about money, which I'm sure you're disappointed. It's, yeah, it's bad business it's, practice, but it's, great for it's salvation. It's a parable because it's like it doesn't matter when you show up. When you get it, you get it. And if it's about heaven, you wouldn't be mad if I died and I all of a sudden got Jesus. You'd be like, no, that's cool. I'm God lives. To come with me as if you're going to have it. What a little punishment <laughs> for this segment, but you know. <laughs> this is literally what we believe. Yeah, I totally yeah. do. I believe it. Although that doesn't give you free reign. Now, here's the thing you know, great knowledge, great responsibility. You can't just go be a. Uh, That's the saying. A, you know, whatever it is. You can't go be a <laughs> Zeus for a thousand years and then be like, well, now I'm ready for my conversion. Like, yeah. you know that you, you know, you have the knowledge. You can't go and be horrific and yeah. then get saved. But when you do fail, which I'm guessing you have and will continue. Not publicly, ever. <laughs> yeah, we better get the salvation thing or we're really selling it. Sell, that's just like 40 acres in a mule. We're just carpetbackers. I don't like, know what anything that you're saying How means. do you not know anything that I say? I do you know. believe it? it? It helps me to wrestle with like the, the expanding the lifespan. Like if you live for 2000 years and a thousand of it is terrible and a thousand of it is good. It made me kind of wrestle with it intellectually. Right. Hmm. Because like that, like that parable has always frustrated me. I knew it right? did. I, uh, yeah. But like, 
at, at the same time that it frustrates me, it also gives me hope because it's like, we, we do hope that all will be saved, right? Yeah. And that, that all will, but like, it is really hard. And I, I think like help, purgatory actually helps because like Vader having a, a, a conversion and then dying like immediately after, like that's pretty hard to be like, yeah, and he gets to be all glowy, like yeah. Obi Wan, and yeah, like that's that's hard. Same. That's hard because like you want justice, right? Yeah, like balancing yeah. justice with this, but like purgatory actually helps because it's like, oh, like you go to purgatory for you know, it's not fun. Th- thousands of more years and, yeah. and be purged of those things. So like ultimately, it does give me help, hope, but it it's like it, also like it, it reaffirms for me. It's like we sh- don't wait for that conversion. That's right? let's, exactly let's, let's do it now. So uh, Liv needs some conversion therapy. And all, all these kinds of things. Uh, well, that's our show for today. Liv, other than this, you know, the, the first 10 minutes of this segment, I thought this was a blast. <laughs> well, I, as always, I, I had a great time, Taylor. I and put up a ridiculous you. premise. You're like, that premise is stupid. I'm like, I know. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for real. Thanks for coming on here and being a friend. We are friends. All right. That's our Aww. show for this week. I'll be back next week. Not Bye. with her. Thank the Jesus. Say it. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening today. Liv, did you have fun? Oh, my always. Oh, oh my always. <laughs> You're as old as an Oma. I didn't know how to answer. This is, why do you think I usually do the commercials by myself? I had a blast, Taylor. How Good. about you? I'm glad. If you listening or watching had a blast, again, hit the subscribe button on your podcast or on YouTube. It's a free way that you can help us. It really is the best way that you can help us. The second best way that you can help us is we are a nonprofit. We are supported by you. Supportthecatholic.com slash donate uh, to donate today. You can give a one-time gift. Monthly helps us the most. Just kind of helps us keep uh, keep up with our costs. Supportthecatholic.com slash donate. It's just like tithing, giving to church. It's... Uh, Are you saying? I almost said non-refundable, which it is, but that's not what I was trying to get across. (laughs) Tax deductible. Those are the words. Given to you is like tithing to the church? 100%. Okay. We're a ministry within the Catholic Church. Well, I love this. And the government said so. So (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Bye. Bye.